Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Appreciate what I've heard so far, what I've felt and experienced up to this moment. Amen. Brother uh, Jerry Herndon mentioned a moment ago about, in his message, about the helpers, those that are many times serving behind the scenes and they are instrumental in helping so many of the ministries of our church effectively move forward and so for you we are very very thankful in just the last couple of weeks um, the team that worked with our young girls the hugs and the hugs ministry we appreciate your investment into their young lives and what what God is sharing through you and imparting into them this past Friday night, our youth were in Ocala, were back to school rally. They came back here to the church for a lock-in Friday night, and then yesterday they had a float trip and enjoyed a great time of fellowship. And so all of you who worked together to make those events possible, we appreciate that. Then yesterday, our Young Men's Fellowship, uh, I want to just say a great big thank you to all of the men who came together and um, made yesterday possible. A few weeks ago they had this scheduled and got rained out and so they came back yesterday and uh, enjoyed a good time of flag football and I'm not sure who had the best time the the adults or the young men it was uh, probably a toss-up at six o'clock yesterday afternoon when they convened it was 99 degrees literally I'm not sure what the heat index was but uh, it was very very hot and so we thank you you weren't here because it was easier because it was convenient but we thank you for that and I appreciate that very, very much. And then for the ladies who uh, had, had forethought enough to come and, and on your own just fix something and serve those young men and all of the men afterwards, I want to say thank you to you as well. And so many hands, many hands are behind the scenes, and so we thank you so very much for uh, all that you do. I want you to, if you will, stay connected. A few Sundays ago, Brother Everett Bird was scheduled to speak in our second service, and the Spirit of the Lord just began to move, and uh, so the Lord just kind of took us in a different direction, but today he's coming to the pulpit, and I wonder if we would just lend him our heart, amen, let's give some more, shall we? Praise the Lord this morning. It is, a, it is an honor and always an honor to stand behind this pulpit, but just a couple weeks ago when Brother Boyd had texted me in the middle of the afternoon on a Thursday and he asked me to speak in the second service that, this, that coming Sunday and I started praying. I was actually running a piece of equipment and I was praying and God put this thought in my heart or actually it was a question or, or a statement and it's something that's uneasy for me to, was for me to speak about. And so when, when the service changed a couple weeks ago, and I didn't, in the end of the service, and Brother Boyd asked me if I thought, and it just didn't, I, well, I didn't feel like it was my place to say it, what I had to say 
with what the service had what the service had done. So I think today is still God as I prayed about it, God told me to stay with that word because He stuck that that in my heart, and it's a serious statement I wanted to bring to us today. If you'll turn in your Bibles while you're standing, I know you're standing to John chapter 19. I'm going to read two verses, and then you can be seated. I'm going to pick up in reading, and you know, a lot of times as we do, in the kind of the middle of a story or end of a story, and but uh, this is actually in the during the crucifixion of Jesus Christ is where I'm going to pick up in reading. Verse 23 says, Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. They said, Therefore, among themselves, Let us not rent it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scriptures might be fulfilled with which say, they parted my raiments among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. You may be seated for a few minutes. For a few minutes this morning, I'm going to talk about the games, the games we play. <clears throat> the entertainment, the world we live in, Brother Elder Gibson, Wednesday night, he was... I was actually sitting there in the pew, and he was talking about, he got talking about entertainment. And actually, he said the statement I'm fitting to say, he said it Wednesday night. He said, we spend more money each year on recreation than we, and I'm going to add some more things, than education, construction of new homes, and on national fence combined. We are an entertainment world. As he said that Wednesday night, I just opened my iPad and showed my wife in my notes where it had been in there for two weeks. That same statement that he said was there. So I feel that was a confirmation for me for, for, for this word today. We live in a world that's entertainment. We Disney World, we have mini golf, we have marine land in the state of Florida. We have all kind of things that, we, that makes multi-billion dollar industry in this country. There's all types of games. There's baseball, basketball, football, soccer. The thing about it is, is we love games. I'll even go a little bit further. I love games. I love, I played football. I love the, the game. But there is a time and a place. When we interfere, when it, when it interferes with our responsibilities, there's something wrong. When it interferes with our, with our relationship with God, there is something terribly wrong. Verse 23 and 24, the ones I read, shows us of a, a unique group of people. The soldiers that were gathered around is the ones that I was, today as I'm going to talk about. The scene that they were witnessing was a gory scene. Jesus had just been beaten. He was bleeding. He had been mocked. He had been took, it took everything apart from him except for the clothes that was on his back. The soldiers gambled and played games at the foot of the cross. <clears throat> the thing is, is the they first thing they did, they took their eyes off of Jesus and put them on the things of this world. 
If we're not careful, that's something that's so easy to do. We can take our eyes off of God just long enough to get ourselves interfered in something else. All of them was there for the crucifixion. That's what they were there for. They was there to witness the crucifixion. Yet somehow they took their eyes off the central figure of what they was there for. They started playing a games among themselves. Hebrews 12 and 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The thing is, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We need to consider that. We need to, we need to fix our eyes on him and keep them on him. <clears throat> the Bible says to keep our eyes upon him. Another character, Peter. And we was in our Sunday school class this morning, we was talking about Peter. But Peter did something that no other human ever here has done. He walked on water. The thing is, when he walked on water in the midst of a storm, he was doing fine until he took his eyes off of Jesus. When he took his eyes off of Jesus, he played a deadly game, and he started to sink. Peter was in the arm reach of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus just stretched forth his hand and caught him. So that lets me know that he was in the arm reach of Jesus when he took his eyes off of him. We may be in church. We may be at the foot of the cross. But where are you looking? And where is your attention? Is your attention that easily swayed? What, what happens when your attention gets swayed is what it causes you to do. When, it causes you, when you get your attention off of Jesus... He gets it on to something else. We miss what Jesus has for us. When we're in the midst of God's presence, the enemy can have our attention so far away from God that we miss what God has for us. Today, today there is a battle going on right now as I speak for your attention. There's some of us probably here been thinking about what I'm going to eat for lunch. What I'm going to do this afternoon. Some of us may even be thinking about where I'm going, what I'm going to say at the, the prison today. What am I going to say in Spanish service today? The thing about it is, is, is our attention can get drawn away from what's going on right now. And it's like, so there's a battle going on for our attention right now. <clears throat> the, the second thing is they pursued the trivial. They tr- pursued the games the things in their life. They, they pursued Christ's clothes. The garments of Christ were so insignificant compared to the work of the cross. We have to live our lives in the light of eternity. The thing of this world is trivial compared to the things of eternity. The back of my iPad, if somebody sees it, and a lot of, I've seen some of the brother. Brother Chris is on the same thing on his iPad. It says we have two stickers that's on the back of the iPad. One is temporary and one is internal. The thing about it, in our lives, we get so so tied up and connected with the things that are just temporary. This world that we live in is temporary. The things that we get our minds so consumed about 
are so many times just temporary things. The thing about we get our, our bigger high home, a nicer car, when all these things are just trivial compared to the mission of God. C.S. Lewis said, do not let your happiness depend on something or someone you may lose. Only upon the beloved who will never pass away. Are you preparing for eternity today? Or are you preparing for something that's going to pass away? We get so caught up with the things that don't even really matter. And miss what God has for us. We have selfish pursuits. And that's what the, disciples, the, the soldiers had selfish pursuits. It wasn't that Jesus needed the clothes. He didn't need them clothes no more. But it was that the soldiers, that, their attitude, that they wanted them. It was that the attitude that what is yours, I will take. That was the attitude they had. They didn't, like I say, Jesus did not need them clothes. He, he was finished with this earth. He did not need that stuff no more. That was stuff that was temporary. He was worried about stuff that was eternal. But they were so caught up in what they, the, with the clothes, they, they just took them. <clears throat> Let us be the mind that be like when we was in Jesus. We need to humble ourselves. Selfishness has no place in the work of God. Our true calling, calling is to follow him. Humble yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. You don't need designer clothes or you don't need a bigger home to do that. You don't need the things that we get ourselves so consumed with to do what we're really here for. It's too late of an hour for selfish pursuits in the church of we live today. Our calling is to reach the lost at whatever cost. And to do that, we, can do, we cannot have selfish pursuits in our life. They took what was from Jesus and made it their own. They played games with it. They missed the real responsibility. They missed what was really going on. <coughs> Just think about it. The virtue that had flowed from those garments. To them, they was just garments. But you read just in a few chapters earlier, they were people healed by just touching them garments. Them garments was just, just clothing to them. They was just something nice. But just think about the virtue, the power, the eternal stuff that had flowed through them, through them clothes. We accept Jesus' forgiveness and his promises, yet in the hour of worship, we play games. It wasn't so much the games that they played. It was when they played them and where they played them. It was, <clears throat> Jesus said, if any needs your garments, give them, even give them more. The gift, Jesus has, he, that's the unselfishness that he lived by. That's the unselfish we need to live by. The, the most greatest gift that we can give or that can be given is salvation. But in many cases, we take it for granted. Those, those that forgive much 
also loves much. They missed, the soldiers missed the significance of Jesus' death because they were playing games at the foot of the cross. <clears throat> the blood-stained garments that they were so, so overwhelmed with that they were playing the games they was gambling for. They had seen so many because these soldiers, this wasn't the first crucifixion they had been to. They had become so common that blood-stained clothes, they had seen that stuff before. They had seen that stuff before. They had been around death to the point that sacrifice meant little to them. It had became common to them. The most dangerous place to be as a Christian is when we become so common that when God's presence is trying to move, we sit back and not move and we miss out on God's do- what God's doing. By playing the games, the soldiers ignored Jesus. As Jesus looked at them, as Jesus looked at them, they missed what he was, they missed him. They were the closest people to him. They were at the foot of the cross. They were able, they could reach out and touch him. Yet, they took what they wanted and they ignored him. They were friends today. Things had a, their attention and had got so caught up that they ignored him. Is that us today? Are we so caught up in the things of this world that we ignore him? Jesus availeth whenever we want to talk, whenever he, we want to share. He's there for us to commune with him. Yet, we ignore him, the opportunity. When God's tugging at your heart, are you ignoring him? Today I'm going to be a little transparent. And I'm sitting on these pews as a backsliding state. I can, times and times, in this build, same building we're sitting in today, I can remember times when God was tugging at my heart. Everybody else may not have knew what was going on, but I knew I was in a backslidden state. God was tugging on my heart, but I'd get myself so, I'd, I'd, I'd consciously, and I'm, and I'm not saying this braggingly, I'm saying this in remorse. Consciously, I would think about what I had to do tomorrow, what I had to do the re- the, later that day to try to soothe, try to get through that moment that God was pulling at my heart instead of going running to the altar like I knew I should. But the thing is, we get so caught up in business, in life, that we try to over what God is doing in our life. Today is, when I'm starting to close today, as the musicians, if someone wants to be making their way this way, there's a key factor that I have, I do not want you to miss today. Jesus didn't speak to this group of people that I've been talking about today from the cross. The soldiers, they were yelling, God, get our attention. In Matthew 12, they were saying, Jesus, show us a sign. Mark 15, they said, come down from the cross, and we see, and save yourself, and we see, and we will believe. The guards were loud. 
the guards was rambunctious. They were laughing, yelling, making a lot of noise, having a good time. But, but Jesus was broken. He was in a state of, his flesh was, it was whipped. It was striped. It was nailed to a week. But he was not about to, not about to shout above the noise, above their games. He just let them play on. Another group of people in the same crowd. <coughs> the mother of Jesus and some of his disciples. In John 19, verse 25, talks about another group. They were watching. They were mourning. They were waiting, listening. Any word, the call, command, or request. They would say there was there, Jesus, anything. They was listening for anything at all. When Jesus spoke, they did not miss it. They wasn't, they wasn't distracted. When Jesus spoke, they, was not, they did not miss it. A heart truly after God, a, God, a heart truly after God, it's difficult to be distracted for any circumstances. Today, which group are you? Are you the distracted group that's bored, that has lost the significance, that are so caught up in this world that you can't hear what God's doing? Are you playing games at the foot of the cross? You may be in the church, but are you paying attention to what's going on? Are you listening, waiting for that still, small voice? You're there to hear that, anything that you can hear from Jesus, anything, he, small, still voice. You're waiting for that. There's people that is caught up in the game of life, and they don't even have time for God. That's the statement when I was... Two Thursday afternoons ago, when Brother Boyd texted me, I was praying while I was loading a truck. Tears started flowing down my cheeks. That's the question. He said, there's people that is caught up in this world playing games, playing church, but don't have time for me. And that's the thing that I wanted to bring to you today is because I feel that he wanted us to me to tell this statement. That there is people that's playing games and not, not really having time for him. As we stand today, I feel this in my soul, and I'm, on, I'm just going to say it. It may not be my place, but I'm, I, I feel it. I'm saying it. I, but I feel today, and I felt this Thursday, that Thursday afternoon as I was praying, tears flowing out my face, that there's people in, in this building there's people in under my voice that is playing games. Today as we open these altars and they start playing, I feel that I, I want to I encourage you, I want to ask you to don't leave this building if you're playing games on God. Please come to this morning. I beg you, just don't leave this building this morning and not, not right with God. As they play, the altars is open.
This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.